Coming up, I just saw Moana, the newest Disney animated feature film, and I'm going to be giving you my thoughts, feelings, opinions, likes, and dislikes in this episode of DizPop. DizPop is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect vacation. Visit them on the web at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Well, hello, everybody. I am your host, Rhino Clavin, and uh, let's just get into it. I just saw the Thursday night showing of Moana. Like I said, the newest Disney animated feature film. I'm sure you've seen the preview. Otherwise, what are you doing watching this video? Um, watch that preview. Come back to the video. Um... Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna just jump into it here. I'm gonna start by giving just a little backstory of the making of Moana, then the synopsis, then I'll go into my likes and dislikes, and then a little wrap up there. Don't mind me if I keep looking over here. My microphone, <clears throat> I the AA battery died in it, and apparently I've only kept bad AA batteries in my house, so I'm just gonna tilt my head from time to time. But anyway, so let's um, <clears throat> let's get into it. So, um, obviously, Moana, a Walt Disney Animation Studios production. Um, this is actually the 56th the fifty sixth Disney animated feature film. But I read that and I was a little surprised. Don't you feel like it should be more than that? Maybe it's because of that slew of sequels that came out in the 90s and those don't really count. I don't know, but that's just kind of crazy to me. But anyway, the, uh, the film's directed by Ron Clements and John Musker, who... Um, some notable films they've directed are The Great Mouse Detective, which was their directorial debut, or at least it was uh, Ron Clements, but um, Little Mermaid, Aladdin, Hercules, Treasure Planet, Princess and the Frog, and now Moana, which is actually their first uh, CGI film. And it was also co-directed by Don Hall and Chris Williams. I know, Craig Williams' mother. Who knew she could do such a thing? Um, no, but Don Hall and Chris Williams directed uh, who uh, Big Hero 6. That was their their thing together, but um, the the film starred the voice talents of, and I'm probably going to butcher this name, and I try to look it up, like, I hear it in the preview, but um, Aluai Cavallo um, as Moana and Dwayne Johnson as Maui. Those are, like, our two main characters um, of the film. And then um, one of the biggest selling points I'm sure you've seen in the previews um, for this film is that Lin-Manuel Miranda has written some of the original music for the film. Um, and for those who don't know, you know, obviously he's very well known for creating In the Heights as well as starring in it. And um, the same with Hamilton. Big hit. Big hit right now if you're not um, an electoral candidate. Um, but anyway, um, what was also kind of fun when I was looking at looking into stuff like this, that Taka Wati. It's, um, he, um, you might know him. I'm butchering the name. He, um, was in, uh, he directed, uh, What We Do in the Shadows. And if you haven't seen that, it's a hilarious film. I highly recommend it. But he's also directing the new Thor film. He was the original, um, screenwriter for this film before it went through all its initial phases. So, kind of interesting. Especially since, um, uh, Jermaine Clement gives lends his voice to a character in this and they often uh work together as well um we're still going still good 
So let me just get into it because I wasn't before I saw Moana. I wasn't sure what the plot of the film was. I mean, I've seen like clips. We know Maui's in it, and he's a demigod. And um, uh, that, that's honestly, I think that's all I knew. It was that, and they're on a raft in the ocean. Um, so anyway, the film starts with a story. Um, uh, a uh, sorry, I wrote notes. Let me get to the notes. The film starts with a story of creation that has to do with Maui stealing um, this, like, it's a stone, it's this green stone, um, but it's referred to as the heart of, um, that comes from the mother island, um, Tafiti. Tafiti is, it reminds me of the story of Gaia, like, she creates, like, islands or life, essentially, um, uh, she, she brought life to the world um, by stealing the stone. Maui releases this darkness that's slowly been devouring the islands, um, island after island. And uh, Maui attempts to battle this uh, lava monster that has formed, and unfortunately, he loses. And he falls into the sea, and he loses the stone, and he loses his magic hook that gives him his power. Uh, and then that's like the uh, prelude to the story that is being told by a teacher. Um, to Moana as a baby on her island of Matunui. Matunui? Matunui? I really want to learn how to pronounce these things, and not just so I don't sound like an idiot, but also this film did get me very interested in this kind of, uh, I know it's not just Polynesian, but this, like, Pacific culture. Um, it's always been a little fascinating, and it's kind of like, after seeing this, I want to delve more. And, you know, I know all of this isn't all based in their lore and stuff, but it's still... It was interesting. But anyway, so Moana grows up on this island, Matanui, um, which is ruled over by her overprotective father, Chief Tui, uh, or Tuao. Um, uh, but uh, her her father, um, he is, she's the next chief. There's no question of her being a male or female either, which I really appreciated. But she's the next chief in line. And um, so, of course, Moana is being groomed by her father. Moana wants to be um, out and on the water. She feels a connection with the seas, but her father is very much against anybody leaving the island or going past the... Um, there's a barrier, like a reef, that protects the island. Um, and this is because when he was younger, he went out and he lost a childhood friend to the ocean. Um, so he's very against anyone kind of going off this island. But... Um, unfortunately, so long story short here, the darkness that has been kind of swallowing up these other islands is starting to seep into their islands. So basically the coconuts that they're making, they're turning up, um, bad, and, uh, the fish are all gone and everything, and Moana's like, we've got to go out into the, into the world, and, um, the, the dad, the chief, is like, no, nobody goes, you know, and Moana says it again, and the dad just keeps getting angrier and angrier, but, um, the chief, uh, Moana's grandmother, uh, the chief's mother, she's like the crazy lady of the island. One of the better characters in the film, I think. Um, but she encourages Moana to kind of figure out who she is, you know? And, um, so, um, that kind of, she becomes ill, the grandmother becomes ill, and, uh, this kind of, she tells Moana, she gives Moana the heart, um, because she's had the, uh, the, the stone, the heart, um, with her, uh, and, uh, through a series of events, you know, I want to keep the synopsis kind of as tight as possible, so, she gives Moana the, the stone, Moana, um, and tells her, like, to go, she has to find Maui, and she has to bring Maui across the ocean to, um, back to the mother island, um, to return the stone, and, and it'll wipe out the darkness, 
um, uh, the heart of Tafiti. Um, and um, yeah, so Moana steals a boat um, that the grandmother has shown her because the people, her people, used to be explorers, but um, when the darkness started seeping in, they decided to give it up and they stick to themselves. And so it's it's this whole, I think it's like a whole like overcome fear, you know, figure out who you are. That's kind of the messages in this, in this, uh, this film. Um, so this is kind of where the story starts to pick up once Moana is leaving and she finally gets and finds Maui. Um, uh, and that, that's for me is, is like where it really starts pacing out. Uh, the first part of this film, like the story on the island, um, where you learn the upbringing, the people, the, the ways of the island, that's good and fine. It's just a little, it's a little long and there are parts that felt like they did the same thing twice. So it was a little repetitive. Um, where you kind of know, like, okay, I get it. I, we don't need to be patronized. But, again, I do understand this is a family film, and they kind of want, you know, kids and everyone to get the idea, I guess. But um, it was also a little weirdly put together, assembled, like, edited here. It felt like there were, like, these weird transitions every now and then. Not always, just once or twice. And it just, I don't know, it was a little off-putting for me. But, um, but that's fine. So, um... So basically Moana meets up with Maui, she finds Maui. Maui's kind of a jerk, which I liked because I thought he was just going to be this nice guy who loves her and he's funny and whatever, but he was kind of like, he doesn't like hate anybody, but he's kind of like, I only care about myself right now um, because he's got this grudge against people that you'll find out why. Um, so um, he's basically forced into helping her and they set on a journey that betters the both of them, but along the way they're going to battle some creatures that stand in their way like a giant crab monster, the lava monster comes back up. Um, and that's pretty much the, as far into the plot as I want to go. There's a couple of like twists and turns, you know, revelations here, as any good story has. Um, you know, you learn why Maui is such a jerk and, um, you know, you get to see Moana's uh, perseverance. Um, but like, like I said earlier, so one of the big things I wondered while I was watching the film was the authenticity and, of course, I looked it up a little bit. So apparently, the directors, Clements and Musker, um, they went on research trips to Fiji, Samoa, and Tahiti to meet the people of the South Pacific. Um, and they kind of learned about their cultures. It took uh, five years to develop the, like, the whole story for this, um, this animated film, which is kind of crazy, you know, I know they, the animated films go into production really early, but it's just, it's crazy, you know what I mean, that, I, it's, I respect it, I appreciate what they do, um, so, uh, I guess they recruited experts from across the South Pacific to form this kind of oceanic story trust, it, it's like when people form, a brain trust to kind of keep, like, like the Marvel Cinematic Universe intact, they kind of formed this story that they felt like was, um, it, you know, it, it dealt with, like, the sensitivity of people's different cultures and um, trying to stay as accurate as it could be. So I thought that was pretty cool. And again, I really am looking forward to maybe uh, some special features on the Blu-ray when it comes out because hopefully they kept, like, documents of this whole process because that, to me, sounds really, really fascinating. So if, you're not, if you walk away with nothing else from this film, you're going to at least get a sense of curiosity and wonderment toward the cultures that are all being, like, on display here. Um, so I'm going to start with dislikes, and then I'll go into my likes. So I end on a positive note, because I don't want to end on a negative note. Um, and then I'll give my overall feelings. So, um, like I said, I thought the first act was a little too long. They really just kind of kept hammering in the fact that Moana was not supposed to leave the island. Like I said, two, three, four times. 
It's like, okay, I get it. And, you know, you... The innovative part of this movie is really the the after, once you start the journey. So you kind of want to, like, skip the, you know, the stories that we all know. Like, okay, this is the upbringing. This is, she's got to break this mold, you know, and, and whatever. So that part just could have been sped up a little bit for me. Um, it could, well, the, the main reason, too, is once you're watching the movie, when she's with Maui, the chemistry of these two characters is great. And so I felt like it took too long to get to Maui. But once Maui's there, like I said, the film speeds up really fast. Um, it keeps a really good pace. So I need to talk about the music of the film. Now, there are two types of music very present in this film. There are the songs that the characters sing, because this is a musical. And then there is this, like, beautiful score that has some song in it as well. Um, and the movie kicks off with this really kind of haunting um, uh, piece that I just, I was like, oh, this is good. I like this a lot. And I really enjoyed those aspects of music in the film. I did not really um, care for the spoken songs that they were singing. I felt like they weren't very memorable, and I hate to compare it to this film because I don't really like Frozen, but um, I will say the songs of Frozen are very distinct. Like you, Everyone walked out of that movie theater, and you'd only have to have seen the movie once to be like, do you want to build a snowman? Or, um, you know, obviously let it go. You were like, okay, I got to download the soundtrack when I get home. Yes, I do want to have this soundtrack because, again, like I said, the score is beautiful. Um, but not it's not necessarily because of any songs. Now, there are exceptions to this. I'm just saying it overall. Overall, this is how I felt. I felt like none of the songs, they... I got this vibe from the movie that maybe the script had gotten halfway through and they hadn't written a musical into it and then they kind of got Lin-Manuel Miranda involved and they they added songs from there on out and then retroactively added songs to the beginning because it almost felt like in the beginning they were just kind of saying the script. Like they were like, oh, here are words. This is what we're doing. There's no refrain. There's no like hook really. Um, but then once you get further into the film, like Maui's song, um, The Rock sings it, and I think he did, uh, Dwayne Johnson did a wonderful job as the voice of Maui and singing his song, so I thought that was great. And then Jermaine Clint is the voice of the um, crab creature, um, uh, Tamatoa, and the big shiny crab, and his song for me, best song in the film. In fact, his scene is probably my favorite scene in the film. Um, it was just flawless, like the way he delivered... Um, the voiceover, the everything. Um, and I thought the song was really interesting, but fun. Like, I don't know. Um, and then Moana does sing, uh, like a refrain or a piece of music, um, when she's battling the lava monster toward the finale of the film. Uh, and I thought that scene in general was done really well. Um, the rest of it though, there's one other song where she learns about the, the people being explorers. And that song was, good and um you know with any disney movie the credits roll and then here's the 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 big the pop star singing the song at the end so the pop star version of this song is sung by uh, alexa um uh excuse me i'm gonna look it up lakara uh Alyssa Alyssa cara my goodness um i'm gonna look it up while i'm saying it but um, there's that, and then Lemon Roll Miranda is actually singing one of the songs as well in the in the credits um and those two versions of it are pretty good, but it still doesn't really feel like 
a, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. It didn't, you don't know what I mean because I can't finish the sentence, but it doesn't have that hook, that impact. You know, I, I wasn't like, oh, this song. I, I, I can foresee knowing the words of this song. And it wasn't, I, although I shifted back, there are um, one or two songs that actually do use like native language in it, which I really, really did um, appreciate and respect that they did that. And actually, I found that in that one specifically, that's the song about the explorers. And I was like, oh, I don't even care if I understand a single word in this song. I'm enjoying, like I'm understanding the story they're telling. Um, I, think, I think that's when it worked best for itself. Um, let's see if I can get the... Uh, um, the song here for you guys and tell you what the the girl's name is, Alexia Lacar. I'm sure you some of you already know and you're just yelling at me right now. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's my that's my thing. I just I didn't think it was like uh, amazing, but you know, teach his own. If you loved it. That's cool. I'm not. I'm not knocking anybody who's going to say they really enjoyed it or anything like that. I went with a friend. She liked it. She was like, "Oh, I like." But you know, she couldn't really name any of the songs or necessarily into the words or anything like that. Um, I mean, and they were for the most part all in in just plain old English, so it wasn't. You know, it wasn't difficult to understand or anything. But um, uh, so I want to. Alicia, Alicia, I knew I was saying it weird, Alicia Cara, I always thought it was Alyssa LaCara, but Alicia Cara sings How Far I'll Go, and that that's the name of the song, and it does have a reprise and everything, so I'm also a fan of that song, and actually, I would probably listen to that Alyssa, um, <laughs> Alicia Cara song again, um, but anyway, let's move on, I've stumbled around my words too much right now, um, Okay, good. Still going strong over here. Um, so, <clears throat> I talked about the music. Um, and like I said, there were there were exceptions. Maui Solo song, the Shiny Crab song, um, and the thing. So, I mean, pretty good. There's a joke in this movie, and I don't know how I feel about it. I'm going to tell you the joke. Uh, well, I'm not going to tell you the joke. I'm just going to tell you it's a tweeting joke. So... It was it was like it's called a tweet, you know, was the was the joke. And I'm like, I don't know. It's the only time in the movie they make a reference like that and like it felt a little like bleh, I don't know. I didn't love it. <laughs> but some people might have. I don't know. It's just me. It brought me out of it a little bit, but um that's it. I mean, you know what I said? It's not like there are offensive moments in this film where I'm like, oh my gosh, horrible, or anything like that. It was just a pacing thing in the beginning, that's all. I was, I just felt like it could have been like moved along more because, honestly, it was just because I was really enjoying the journey with Maui and with um, with Moana that, that I kind of, like, their adventures. I really wanted to see more of them, and I'm to talk about those here because of the things I like. So... I like that Maui wasn't a super nice guy. He wasn't he wasn't like a jerk or anything, but he didn't really want to get involved other than to find them his missing hook, you know, he wanted his powers. Um it made for some funny and good character moments later on when you weren't learn why he is, like I said. Jermaine Clement as uh, Tamator the big shiny crab. Um good song. Um shame this the scene didn't last longer. Um I really enjoyed um the, there were two pet sidekicks. There was a chicken, at, which was along for the whole journey, and then there was a pig, 
who's been advertised, but the pig's not in it very much. Um, the the chicken um, was called Hey Hey, um, and the pig was Pua, I believe. Um, um, the chicken made for some funny moments in the film. I, I feel like the chicken had the funniest moments because he's a little bit of a cross-eyed chicken and he's kind of funny and weird, but... Um, I thought it was good. I thought it was quirky. Um, I always enjoy a good, a good sidekick. You know, obviously they don't talk. They're just, they're just animals. Um, I, I think the chicken's called Hey Hey. It's something like that. I think. Um. Anyway, regardless, I know another week. I don't know the names of things, but um. Yeah, the pig was so cute. I wanted the pig to be in it more. He was only in it a little bit, but um, but he was cute. Um, I love the, the voices in the film I thought were all, were all really good, especially this girl who played Moana, um, because this was her first, um, her first thing. And she is actually, well, she was 14 when she was cast. So the movie's out now and Moana's 16. So I guess she's the same age as the character. And, um, from what I understand, she kind of looks like Moana too, which was just a coincidence in the end. But, um, uh, Ali Carvalho, she... I think she's going to do some more stuff. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if she... Oh, got a moth in the house. That's terrifying. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if she does some actual like live action. I don't know. She had a very expressive tone. And this really didn't feel like, oh, this is her first time. It, she felt very seasoned. And um, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Perfect perfectly cast as Maui. Um, great job. And there, there weren't really like moments where I was like, there's the rock, you know, it was kind of like, it was, his voice was just, like I said, perfectly cast. It like pulled you into the story. Um, he sang really well too. I was impressed. Good for you. Good for you. Um, I thought the animation was really good. I liked the commitment to the culture and the story being told. Um, the the Kakamora, um, the little coconut pirates um, that they encounter along the way. It's probably one of my favorite scenes. Um, they were really funny, really cute. I can really see people like collecting statuettes of them too. Uh, honestly, I might have to actually find one. And if I can't find one, I might just make one since they are just like they're basically just the coconuts like you can get at a grocery store or pick off a tree here in Florida pretty much I guess but um they were they were really funny um and uh fun fact about that their scene was actually an homage to Mad Max Fury Road so that was pretty cool so when you go in and watch the movie if you haven't seen it or if you've already seen it you know think meditate on that a little bit and you'll be like oh yeah it totally was um but uh again the score and the background songs they were wonderful uh i really enjoyed the portrayal of how, the tattoos so maui's tattoos like kind of come to life and they're they're magical like they tell the story like he's got a little maui on his chest i really enjoyed that uh, but i also really enjoyed how the other people um the, uh, moana's people all had like their tattoos and i was even thinking while i was watching the movie like oh i wonder if they're going to comment on the tattoos or do something and there's a scene where somebody is getting the tattoo because it's not like a normal process it's the I forget what it's called, but it's when the, the like, it's like a rock or this uh, little black thing is held by a stick and they, like, hit it into the skin to get the tattoo to go on. So there is a scene, a funny scene, where somebody's getting one. But I thought that was really cool. It felt very um, respectful because it wasn't, it wasn't, it, it, it wasn't not acknowledging them. It acknowledged them as a cultural significance. And um, I don't know. I, th- I found it, I thought it was, I thought it was good, but... You know, I also don't know enough about it to really weigh in on that, but um, 
Like I said, I'm glad they acknowledge it. I like that they explicitly explain that Moana is not a princess. There was an argument back and forth between Maui and Moana, and he even states the rules. Like, you're wearing a dress, you have an animal sidekick, you're a princess. And I thought that was really cool, because she's this, the kind of the storyline here of the movie is Moana is fighting to be her own person. Like, who is she? Is she the chief? Is she, like, what kind of person is she going to be? Is she going to be good for the people? Is she, you know... um, very similar to, for me, it seemed very similar to, like, Mulan's character about how, you know, she defied her stereotype of this female um, and kind of went out and set out on this journey for her people. You know, in Mulan's case, for her family, but um, Moana's, it's really for her family since the whole island is family, but uh, I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed that stereotype, and I thought it broke out of the mold really good. I'm also going to say she doesn't have a love interest in the film. Not even a point, plot point whatsoever. And um, I really, really respect that because it really helped these characters go on like a true, like the hero's journey. Um, uh, you know, and like finding love isn't always part of that journey. And I thought this was good because she was, it was kind of like selfless. And um, she's just a very strong character. I really, really appreciated that. Um uh yeah and and so um that i think that was um that's all i wrote for my life for like the likes you know um so i when i say those dislikes i had and with like the pacing of the script and the weird transitions i was talking about earlier i did read that there were some story issues that were identified during production in around 2015 so last year um and that's why uh these co-directors uh, of Big Hero 6 were brought in um, to help because I guess the, the team was already, the two directors were already working like 12-hour days, including Saturdays, and they needed somebody to like alleviate some of the workload and just kind of help smooth that story out. And it happened. It's not, I'm not saying it was like a troubled production or anything like that, but sometimes you get your script, it reads great, you do this, you know, and then as you visually put it together, you'll get there and be like, it's missing something to kind of bring you home. And or maybe the the beginning the ending's great, but you're like I don't know how we're getting the characters there. You know we need to get them there better. And um, but I felt like I read it a little bit in there. But again, this is an animated family film, so you know we're nitpicking at this point. But um, and before before I wrap up, before I give you my final thoughts, because I'm almost done, um, I just wanted to mention there is a um, a short before this film as well. Um, and it's called Inner Workings, and it was about the internal struggle between a man's pragmatic, logical side and his free-spirited, free-spirited adventurous side, uh, adventurous half, excuse me. And uh, it was absolutely fantastic. This has probably been my favorite short that I've seen, that I can think of in memory, you know. Um, and everyone likes the one with the dog and the food, but I that one always bugged me because I'm like, the dog would be dead. You'd killed your dog because you fed it meatballs and spaghetti for forever. Um, the bird one that was in front of Finding Dory was cute. Um, but, but again, that's Pixar. This is a Disney one, like straight up Disney Animation Studios. Um, and, uh, it was good. It was really good. I really liked the way it was animated. Um, I thought the music in it was phenomenal. I really, really enjoyed the music. And it was a nice story that I feel like we can all relate to because it's a man just like, like I said, I don't want, well, I don't want to ruin it too much because it is, it is a short film, but, um, just make sure that you're, you know, in your seat 
ready to pay attention when that comes on because that I think that one deserves really good amount of attention and uh, like I said, it's good. It's really funny. I gotta find the uh, the soundtrack for that one. Um, so my final thoughts on Moana. It's not bad. I'm never. If someone says, "Oh, did you like the movie?" I'm gonna say, "Well, it's not a bad movie. It's a good movie." Um, is it the best Disney movie I've ever seen? No. Is it the best movie I've ever seen? No. My problem is, and I'm not comparing it to this film, so please don't lose your mind when I say it, but Zootopia blew me away. I was sitting in that theater, and I not only was it funny, but it was a great kind of noir, but it also had a great social commentary, and it was just, it was wonderfully animated. I'm not saying every Disney animated film has to be that. This one had a wonderful message about being who you are, finding who you are, defying your mold. Um, you know, a great message for um, little girls out there, too, um, about, you know, you can be, you don't have to define yourself by a love interest or, you know, not everybody has to be a princess. You can be a warrior. Um, and, uh, you know, there's a, there, there's a nice cultural diversity that they used here. I, I like that the movie, finally, it's a, you know, different flavor other than vanilla, finally. Um, and... Uh, I, I liked all that stuff. I just don't think I connected um, to the movie in the same way. And it's not because it's a bad movie. It just, it for me, I, I, like, I don't know how to how to how to say it because it, it's a good movie. I think it is worth seeing if you if you have an inkling of like, oh, I kind of want to see it, just go see it. Um, I have this issue of late when they brought back the Disney musical. Like when I saw Tangled for the first time, it threw me because I didn't, I forgot it was going to be a musical or something like that. And so she started singing and I was like, what? Um, which I guess I should have known better since it was Mandy Moore. Um, but I had to rewatch that movie. And then when I rewatched it, I was like, ah, oh, I really like this movie. And I will argue to anybody that Tangled is a better film than, um, Frozen. Um, you know, for, there's, there's, everyone's got their pros and cons, but regardless, um, I'm not comparing this film to Zootopia. I'm just saying that's the last animated film I sat in. And I was like, oh my gosh. Every time I watch Zootopia, I always think, okay, maybe I'm blowing it out of proportion. And then I rewatch it and I'm like, nope, love this movie. And um, Dory. I liked Finding Dory a lot. Again, that's Pixar. But I really enjoyed this movie. All movies that are very different, that have very different meanings, very different things for them. Um, I respect everything this movie was doing. I just, for me, it's not a movie... Um, that I'm just, I don't think I'm going to watch this repeatedly again. Uh, I am, like I said, looking forward very much to getting into some of those special features though, because it has sparked my interest in that culture or the, at least the cultures that were, um, pulled from to make up this film. Um, you know, you know, like I said, is it the best animated feature I've seen this year? No. Do I think it's a movie worth seeing that people will enjoy? Absolutely. You know, it's nice to really have another progressive animated feature uh, that will hopefully have an impact on younger people, show them how they don't have to fit into this mold. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, it's. I looked at Rotten Tomatoes when I left, and it is Thursday night, so the the pre the full reviews aren't all out there yet. It, it had it listed at a 99%. I wouldn't be surprised if that dropped. I was saying when I walked out, I was like, mm, 80%. 77 to 80. Like, right around there, you know, for me. For me, personally. So that's that's my percentage in there. Um, 
I feel like I'm tiptoeing. I'm afraid to say like movies are good or bad anymore, but uh, it's not a bad movie. It's just a movie I don't necessarily didn't connect with, but I do respect this movie. So um, this is where it's coming to come in the comments. I'm really curious like where you guys fall. Don't be afraid to say you didn't like it. Don't be afraid to disagree. Um, you know, are you going to see it? Have you seen it? What did you think? Um, I want to hear about your thoughts on the music and everything. And, um, you know, just let's remember, let's all respect each other's different opinions about it and everything. And um, comment, comment away. Let's go. Let's get a dialogue going because I really want to know. I, these type of conversations really get that kind of, you know, you think back on the film. Um, like Fantastic Beasts, I haven't stopped thinking about it since I saw it. You know, and I'm analyzing little pieces and it keeps you going and, and um, it makes up your mind better. But um, so, like I said, please comment on this video um, or you can tweet at us at Dispop Show uh, or Facebook at Dispop Show, Instagram Dispop Show. It's everywhere, Dispop Show. Um, I want to hear your thoughts and opinions on this um, and maybe what's, an, what's your next movie that you're excited for for me. Rogue One is like three weeks away from the time that this is released. That's very exciting. Disney is just blowing it out of the water in 2016 with their films. Um so I'm excited for that. So, yeah, talk about it, comment on it, and uh, I think that's gonna that's gonna do it for me. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this review, my thoughts and opinions. I guess um, it was nice talking to you about it, um, and I will uh, see you next time on the next episode of Dispop. Pop.